Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. We're looking around here. I have a gas station behind me and one down the street. We're looking at well over $4. And this is what we've been seeing, like you said, through the last week. These prices have been jumping up. We are now at that high average. But here's the thing. As the war in Ukraine continues on and these prices bump up, AAA is telling me that we could hit a record high tomorrow. Americans could soon be paying more than they have ever before paid for gas. Take a listen. Prices have been going up between six and eight or nine cents per gallon per day. So uh, without a doubt, I think we're going to hit an all-time high in the next day or two. The all-time high, that would be $4.11. So what we're looking at today, the national average for regular gas, it sits at $4.065, so rounding up to 4.07, like you mentioned. That average, that is up $0.05 from yesterday and over $0.40 from this time last week. We are just shy, pennies away from that high of $0.4.11. We saw that in July of 2008, and as you heard, we could be hitting that really soon. None of this is an accident. All of this was planned. As far as the media is concerned, Putin is a madman, an illogical nutcase who's finally broken with reality and for no good reason woke up one day and unleashed his troops on Ukraine. They won't give you any more details than that. That alone should raise flags for you. To understand how the U.S. deliberately and systematically provoked the war in Ukraine to get the exact outcome we have right now, the war they wanted in Ukraine, we took very specific steps. Suppose for a moment that Russia ran a coup using neo-Nazi paramilitary members, ran a coup to overthrow the government of Mexico and replace it with a pro-Russian government. How would you feel about that? Would you take that as a provocation? That's exactly what the CIA and the Obama administration did in 2014. Putin isn't wrong when he says he's fighting Nazis. The media has quickly pointed to the fact that Zelensky, the head of Ukraine, is a Jew. That is true. But that doesn't change the fact that he was put in place, at least in part, by neo-Nazi militia members who were later absorbed into the Ukrainian National Guard. They're still part of the Ukrainian National Guard. They wear distinctive Nazi insignia on their helmets. 
The media pretending otherwise doesn't change any of that. The deposed leader, Yanukovych, who was duly elected by the people, supported Russia. That's right. As recently as 2014, Ukraine had elected pro-Russian leadership. Andrei Parabi is the co-founder of the fascist Social Net National Party of Ukraine, the SNPU. They're neo-Nazis. They don't even hide it. Parabui was also the commander of the Maiden Revolution, which we help lead, along with his paramilitary units. So Putin isn't lying about that, no matter how crazy the media tries to make him sound. What's even wilder was it was clear we supported these neo-Nazi leaders. Parabui co-founded his neo-Nazi party, the SNPU, with a guy by the name of Ole Tanabak. Tanabak has visited in the U.S. and been seen by Senator John McCain. He met with then-House Speaker Paul Ryan, was shuffled all over Washington with Joe Biden, and treated as a guest of honor. He's an open neo-Nazi. So now let's go back to Mexico. Let's ask the question, if Russia, in part using neo-Nazi paramilitary forces, installed a pro-Russian government in Mexico, how would you feel about that? Would you see it as an incursion? Now remember Russia's history with and hatred of Nazis. Joseph Stalin, another thug, made the mistake of trusting Hitler. He was repaid by an invasion of Russia that killed millions. The elections in Ukraine are notoriously corrupt. Journalists have disappeared in that country, including under the leadership of Zelensky. Yes, you heard that right. Under the leadership of Zelensky, media outlets have been forcibly closed and journalists have disappeared never to resurface. Elections in that country are notoriously corrupt. They're not free and not even close to democratic. Fast forward to Zelensky's election. Again, no election in Ukraine is to be trusted. They're all profoundly corrupt. But who was the big money force behind Zelensky? George Soros, himself a Nazi. Like Zelensky, Soros is Jewish. So it would turn out we're several Nazi leaders. In an interview with 60 Minutes Afterward, where 60 Minutes asked George Soros about being a Nazi collaborator, literally openly participating in Nazi party politics and turning over fellow Jews to the Nazis along with their property, helping Nazis scout out their valuables so they could steal them from Jewish families. George Soros was asked by 60 Minutes, do you regret anything you did for the Nazi party? He said he didn't. George Soros is not just a liberal financier and one of the most destructive forces when it comes to appointing prosecutors, getting them elected. He regularly overthrows governments around the world. Why? Because he makes his money through currency manipulation. He has been known to install entire governments in order to degrade or inflate currency in order to profit. Then he either bets for or against it. That's how he's made his billions. So let's go back to the Mexico example. How would we feel if Russia using neo-Nazi paramilitary forces overthrew the last democratically elected leader. And believe me, the Russians meddled in this election too. 
don't kid yourself, um, of, of Ukraine who was pro-Russia. It was CIA-backed. Then imagine how we would feel if, having seized control of the government in Mexico, Putin proceeded to roll tanks and soldiers right up to the Mexican border. Would that be a provocation? Would you want to go to war? Would you want to expel them? It gets worse. Obama rolled those tanks and troops, about a thousand troops, it's symbolic. Yes, not big enough for a heavy invasion, but the point was well understood by Putin. When did Obama roll these troops up to the border? Right after our intelligence agencies, Hillary and the Obama administration, remember this is the fall of 2016, and they're trying to paint Trump as illegitimate. They made up an entire narrative. Russia had interfered with the election. They called it an act of war. They accused Trump, the newly elected president of America, of being a Russian spy, a Russian dupe, Russian Russian owned. And this as being everything, including a coup by Russia of the United States government. Imagine if you're Russia hearing this. All of this would later be disproven. And we would learn, as we've learned um, in the last several months, that CIA Director John Brennan, as early as September of 2016, knew the whole thing was fake. There was no Russian hacking. There was no Russian election hacking. There was no Russian election interference. Hillary had made the whole thing up. In fact, John Brennan, then CIA director, would go to the White House and meet with Obama and with Joe Biden and tell them two alarming things. One, that Hillary had made the whole thing up. We know because we have his notes, handwritten. And the second thing, that Russia knew it, that this scam of Hillary's, which had started in the summer of 2016, to try to distract from her emails and paint Trump as a Russian spy, that Hillary had made the whole thing up. Brennan wanted Biden and Obama to know this because he knew the Russians knew it was all fake. They could have done anything at that point, could have prosecuted Hillary for the crime she committed faking the whole thing, could have put a halt to it, could have contacted Russia, who knows, maybe they did, about all of it, but they did the opposite. They accused Russia of meddling in our election, what are essentially war crimes. So let's put it all together. Suppose you're an American. America has been falsely accused by Russia of meddling in its election, which the Russians call an act of war. Russia has overthrown the elected Russia using neo-Nazi forces, in part, has managed to overthrow the elected government of Mexico, has accused us of hacking their election, has called it a war crime, and on top of all of that, has ruled tanks and troops up to the U.S. border on the pretext, among other things, that Russia has interfered in the election and that Russia is out of control. Imagine if Russia did all of those things to us. Imagine if we could see Russian tanks and soldiers looking across the Mexican border. What would you want to do? I know what I'd want to do. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. In a rage in 2014, after the Maiden Revolution, which was backed by the CIA and the USA, Putin took Crimea. Two years later, knowing damn well it wasn't true. We'd begin accusing him of interfering with our election, saying that his troops had done too much in Georgia and Crimea, and we would send those tanks and troops to the border. Russia knew it was fake, and our CIA knew Russia knew it was fake. That's why John Brennan, then CIA director, went to the White House to, to warn Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Don't underestimate the power of three years of almost around-the-clock news coverage accusing Russia of stealing our election, of meddling in our election, of conducting war on the United States, of installing a puppet regime in the form of Donald Trump. This sounded like war drums to Russia. This sounded like an excuse to depose Putin. Given all of this, Putin showed remarkable restraint. Restraint after provocation, after provocation, after provocation. But we hadn't crossed his red line. He'd made very clear to us what that red line was. Everybody knew it. Putin himself had personally communicated it to then-Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Ukrainian entry into NATO is the brightest of all red lines for the Russian elite, not just Putin. In his 2020 memoir, Joe Biden's current CIA director, Bill Burns, explicitly warned about the dangers posed by giving Ukraine NATO membership or even proposing or backing it. Citing his own words in 2008 when he warned Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, Ukrainian entry into NATO is the brightest of all red lines for the Russian elite. Again, not just Putin. Here's what he wrote. In more than two and a half years of conversations with key Russian players, from knuckle-draggers in the dark recesses of the Kremlin to Putin's sharpest liberal critics, I have yet to find anyone in Russia who views Ukraine and NATO, NATO as anything other than a direct challenge to Russian interest, he wrote. Putin would be expected to act. Now fast forward to November and December of 2021. Inflation already out of control caused by Joe Biden's stimulus package. The package, Democrat economist and financial advisor Larry Summers had begged them not to pass. By then, CNN was already publishing articles warning that gasoline prices would hit $5 a gallon by June. 
thanks to Green New Deal policies the Biden administration had implemented. Policies they couldn't repeal without falling out with their lunatic fringe base. In short, economic disaster was coming. They needed a cover. So in November and December, the Biden administration did the two things guaranteed to cause an invasion of Ukraine. Joe Biden's own CIA director, again, Bill Burns, we just quoted him, would have known exactly what that was. They floated, proposed that Ukraine should have NATO membership, knowing full well what it would cause. But there was another problem. For almost 20 years, from George W. Bush through Trump, through Obama, the policy of the U.S. had been to sanction the pipelines, the Nord 2 pipeline, to block the gas from flowing into Europe and giving Putin ultimate power. So the Biden administration did the two things, again, guaranteed to cause an invasion of Ukraine or practically guaranteed to cause an invasion of Ukraine. They proposed Ukraine membership in NATO, which, by the way, they never meant to give. But that's another story. Then Joe Biden did the most astonishing thing of all. He went to Congress personally in December and lobbied for the dropping of sanctions against the Nord 2, the one thing standing in the way. To do it, he had to reverse 44 Democrat votes that had voted before for sanctions on the Nord 2. I can't play this clip enough times where Senator Ted Cruz discusses his shock at seeing Joe Biden personally come down to Congress. Only the third time he'd done it. The other two were for the Build Back Better plan and lobby against sanctions against Putin. Folks, this, as the forces on Ukraine border were already building up for invasion. It's astonishing. Here's Cruz. I've played it before, but it's so powerful. I'm going to play it again. And explicitly, the president of Poland, the prime minister of Poland, the president, uh, uh, the president of Ukraine, the prime minister of Ukraine, the, the president of the Ukrainian parliament all explicitly said, if you want to stop this invasion, sanction Nord Stream 2. Joe Biden came to Capitol Hill and personally lobbied Democratic senators to vote against Russian sanctions. That's why we're facing this invasion. I got to say, Bill. Yes. Joe Biden becoming president is the best thing that ever happened, tragically, for Vladimir Putin. Now, remember the history here on the Nord 2 sanctions, because the Nord 2 was going to take Germany's use of Russian natural gas, it would be 75% of Germany's energy that Russia would be providing. Those are massive numbers. Remember the history here on the sanctions of the Nord too. The only thing many believed stopping Putin from invading. You, you know, I finally, last month, I forced a vote in the United States Senate on sanctions on Nord Stream 2. Every single Democrat in the Senate had voted for my sanctions legislation twice previously. But the difference was last time you had a president with an R behind his name. Now you got a president with a D behind his name. When we voted that same day, they were filibustering to protect Russia and Putin. And 44 Democrats gave in to political pressure from the Biden White House. They voted in favor of Russia against sanctions. Once you understand that the Biden administration desperately wants this war, needs it, but also needs to prolong it for as long as possible to cover for the absolute economic destruction that they have wrought, everything on your television begins to make sense. In fact, it'll give you chills. They're trying any angle they can to get NATO involved and keep this thing going. 
If they don't stretch it out, Putin will easily defeat the Ukraine military, what there is of it. So the lying began last week, most of it coming from the State Department. The first lie was that Putin had deliberately attacked a nuclear facility and that there'd been a leak of radiation. That turned out to be a total lie. But the idea behind it was that this was a menace to Europe and thus NATO should be involved. Something that Putin himself has warned will lead to World War III. When that failed, the State Department tried a new set of lies. Poland would be providing jets, MiGs, for the Ukraine army, for the Ukraine Air Force, uh, to clear the airspace. And we would be replacing the MiGs that Poland donated. Well, Poland freaked out over the weekend. The prime minister himself on his official Twitter feed started his tweet this way. Fake news, he said, with multiple exclamation points. Unfortunately, you are spreading misinformation. Poland won't send its fighter jets to Ukraine as well as allow to use its airports. So the news shifted from the latest lie, it appears, out of the State Department to NATO would send jets. Where and to whom was unclear. It is a absolute total provocation, just like a no-fly zone, which would mean direct war in the air between Russia and whoever flew in the air to oppose them, us or whoever we're backing. To anyone following the history here, it's a transparently desperate attempt to extend the war. They'll keep trying. And no one's trying harder to unite a bigger, wider, and more deadly war than the leader of Ukraine, Zelensky, who is himself a Soros EU globalist puppet who, by prolonging a war he can't win, is just getting his people killed. No one explained this better than Colonel Douglas McGregor in an interview with Stuart Barney. But the question is, what is it that Zelensky is going to do? The Russians have made it very clear what they want is a neutral Ukraine. This could have ended days ago if he accepted that. And then they can adjust the borders. But the eastern part of Ukraine is firmly in Russian hands. But again, the Russians are not seizing territory. They're destroying Ukrainian forces. That's their focus. Colonel, it sounds like you don't approve of Zelensky's stand. Oh, I think Zelensky is a puppet. uh, And he is putting huge numbers of his own population at unnecessary risk. And uh, quite frankly, most of what comes out of Ukraine is debunked as lies within 24 to 48 hours. The notions of taking and retaking airfields, all of this is nonsense. It hasn't happened. Now, notice when Zelensky speaks, what he talks about. It's NATO, 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 NATO on a loop. Russia considers NATO a mortal threat to its very existence. What is Zelensky doing? He's basically making his people pay the price for siding with the EU and with the U.S. and with the globalists and with the World Economic Forum, and with NATO against Russia, when he could simply remain neutral. Here's Army Colonel, U.S. Army Colonel, Douglas McGregor, explaining that to Stuart Varney. He's not a, a hero when he's standing up for himself and his own people? You don't think he's a hero? No, I, I do not. I don't see anything heroic about the man. And I think the most heroic thing that he can do right now is to come to terms with reality neutralize Ukraine. This is not a bad thing. A neutral Ukraine would be good for us as well as for Russia. It would create the buffer that frankly both sides want. But he's, I think, being told to hang on. 
and, and try to drag this out, which is tragic for the people that have to live through this. And so the next provocation will be along in a few minutes. It'll always involve NATO. That's how you know Washington and Zelensky and George Soros, the chief funder behind the Democrat Party, are all on the same page. And the Ukrainian people are getting used here. None of this is to excuse Putin, you understand. But to explain beyond the headlines of Putin's just a madman, don't ask questions about why this is happening. That it is a deliberate strategy of the Uniparty, of the Democrat Party, to provoke war in Ukraine, get as many people killed as possible, and hopefully extend this thing as long as possible to cover up for the economic disaster that they've caused here. And that's exactly what they're doing. In fact, the thing that scares me the most isn't nuclear weapons at this point. It's a false flag by our own government, which they are absolutely capable of doing. These people who told you, including our intelligence agencies, that Russia had hacked our election, that Russia had stolen our election, that our president wasn't even really the president, but was a Russian dupe, a stand-in. It was all a total lie. And they're probably lying to you now. It scares me to death when I see Jay Johnson, Democrat, former head of the Department of Homeland Security, telling us as a fact that any moment now a cyber attack by Russia will occur. The more we become involved in this, I think the more it will become inevitable that the Russian government from a Russian platform will direct some form of cyber attack against the United States. I believe we need to be on high alert right now. Yep, it's fact that Russia's going to cyber attack us, and gosh darn, we'll have absolutely no choice but to respond. They're running on Fox News right now, that Jay Johnson clip, back-to-back with this clip from Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman Milley. Remember who Milley is. He should be behind bars at this point for treason. He's the guy who admitted he twice pledged his allegiance to the Chinese when Trump was president, assuring them he wouldn't carry out any attack against them, ordered by Trump. He then took it a step further and had his underlings pledge allegiance to him so they would listen to him in the event of any attack or counterattack by China or us on China, and that he would ignore Trump. He's an absolute traitor. He can't be trusted. And listen to what he's saying now. We do intend to defend NATO Article 5 if threatened and attacked uh, by any foreign country. That's the purpose of why these forces, why this armored battalion is here. Now that you know what to look for, keep your eye open for the Uniparty's next trick. They'll go on trying to provoke Russia. As gas prices that were already spinning out of control spin into infinity, they need a fall guy to blame. with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 